Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Snowboarding, presented by Mountain Vibes and sponsored by ESC Gloves, featuring your hosts, Nate Haust, Emily Sorker, and Jarrett Shinoda. Really excited for today's episode. We'll be speaking with an incredible photographer, a close friend of mine, and an all-around awesome and humble individual. On top of that, he's also helped set up a print raffle for all of you listeners that we will touch on later. I'm pleased to introduce Mike Dossie. Welcome to the uh, show. Thank you for the intro, Nate. Wow. I thank you guys for having me, Emily and Jarrett. It's a pleasure being on. Of course. We're happy to have this, you. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I'm stoked to have you on here. Mike, first off, how are we doing today? We are doing great. It's a beautiful sunny day here in Truckee, California. Sure. And I'm actually going to SoCal today. So I'm hopping on the whip and taking a little trip, a little off snow break, if you will. And um, yeah, it's a beautiful day. We're, we're stoked. It's awesome. Ca- catching some of those beach vibes? Beach vibes. <laughs> I mean, it's been really beach vibey in Tahoe, honestly. It's been so slushy and beautiful on the mountain. So. Yeah, this warm weather, man. Amazing, dude. So yeah, definitely beach vibing right now. For sure. Solid, dude. Well, so Mike, first and foremost, tell me about your roots. Where are you from originally? I grew up in Connecticut. Went to school in Connecticut, went to college in Connecticut, but I tend to tell people Southern Vermont, (laughs) uh, Mount Snow area is more of my like roots in snowboarding, but I'm a Connecticut boy i grew up in connecticut and yeah that's my east coaster solid yep i know the feeling born and raised yeah. um, i know it's yeah. funny we don't even know each other from the east coast i met you in california i oh, know that is definitely uh that is definitely weird i mean and that's so- just how, that's just how it works i guess like so many people i've met by moving to california are from the east coast that i never met in the east coast so exactly that's where everyone, everyone's transplants Everyone from the East Coast tends to come out to California. And so, you, have to. you know, as you live in Truckee right now, uh, kind of what what ultimately brought you out this way? That's like a that's such a funny question. So I never I never really planned on this all happening. I kind of moved to the West Coast with my end goal to be in, to end up in Washington because I previously visited Washington when I when I was in high school or whatever, I loved it up there. So all this stuff happened with my job and I got let go at my job after college. And so it was like my time to move. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to stay in Connecticut anymore. I need to move. So I hopped in my car, drove out West with the end goal of Washington along the way. I mean, I never made it to Washington. So I got to California, stayed in like the SoCal area for a while. Uh, met my good friend, Casey Willax. I started like surfing and shooting surfing with him down in like Baja and whatnot. And then he randomly was like, yo, you might as well, you, you want to come to a super park? You want to come to, uh, you want to come snowboard and shoot some snowboarding? I'm like, sure. Never have done it before. Uh, email Pat Bridges randomly. Just, I had no body of work really. I was like, just like this dude with a camera in SoCal shooting surfing really amateurly. But Pat Bridges let me go and he opened up. Uh, the invite or whatever, and I could go there and I shot a bunch of photos of Super Park, met you there, yep. met like everybody there. And then like, it just clicked like right then and there. Like 
it just absolutely clicked for me. And I'm like, this is definitely what I want to be doing. And this feels so natural. And I was like, so overly happy that I'm like so much so that I've never been like in my whole life. And I've ended up meeting, I'm pretty sure how this is how it went. I'm pretty, I met uh, Tucker Norid and Sam Jorgensen, the two homies that worked uh, at summer camp and for Woodward and Tahoe. And I met them there and they were like, who are you? And, what do you do? And I'm like, I don't do anything. I live in my car and I'm, I'm looking for something. And then they kind of offered me to come in for an interview up in, up in Tahoe because they were hiring for like a content guy for the summertime for like summer camp. So took them up on that offer the day after super park drove to Woodward Tahoe interviewed with them. They gave me a job and it's like history ever since that, you know, that's right. That's right. I do remember because they I, I remember that super park in Mammoth. Uh and that Woodward setup. Yeah, I forgot that Boreal was actually there. So now it all yeah. So that like that's play. how it kind of pieced together and kind of ended me up in Truckee. So that was a kind of you know, it wasn't the original plan, but hey, just letting the chips fall. Much, yeah, that's kind of just yeah. how it happened. And you kind of just have to do that and like let like life just kind of take you. And when you just go with it, like Things like things will just fall into place and you have to like believe in that. And I fully believe in that. So dude, that's that's rad. And I'm I'm certainly glad that that this is where you ended up. You know, <laughs> the listeners, if you guys don't know, Mike and I have definitely been friends for a while. And pretty much any photo content I post on social media is directly from him, which you know, of course, yeah, we stack in, in turn has helped me an incredible amount to get where I'm at today. So I appreciate I will that. say that you and I definitely stack. More photos than I do with anybody else. Anytime we connect, we just really connect and we we shoot some we shoot some really cool photos. So appreciate you, Nate. Much love, dude. So uh when was when was the first time you picked up a camera? So so I was always into like growing up and whatnot, I was always into filming and I was always the kid in the group to film all my homies, like do stupid things and like just like not stupid things but just like skateboarding I, I was skateboarded my whole life and I was always just like filming my homie skateboarding and whatnot so I was always kind of into filming I never picked up a camera really until maybe 2016 and then I started shooting snowboarding 2017 and but like that being said like when I first picked up a camera I like fell in love with it and it's all I did. And so I was always shooting photos. And ever since then, I haven't stopped shooting photos. I shoot photos every single day and it's been for the last, what, four or five years. So it's like, and like, it's not even just shooting photos. It's studying, it's learning. It's like adapting my craft and it's like always growing and always trying to grow and getting better. And like, that's an every single day um, type, you know, grind. So Pretty recently. Dude, that's what's up. I mean, like, good thing you did. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's a good thing I did. <laughs> oh my gosh. So like, I don't even, I, I don't even, I don't even know what would, if I didn't pick up a camera, like it would be, I don't even know what would be going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, you're, you're self taught, you know, no one, you had to, you had to take oh, any schooling. Um, you know, what nope. were, what were the first initial steps that you took to kind of help? your growth the most you know was it just shooting photos on the daily and or or more so studying on your own time 
So definitely a mixture of both. I think it's very, very, very important to use your camera every day. And it's also very, very, very important to study. Like I never went to school for, I went to school for finance and I did the whole finance thing. And I realized that that just wasn't for me, but that also made me grind a million times harder when I switched the, like my life path and picked up this camera. So I start, you know, studying, I think is like your number one thing to begin with, because you can't go shoot if you don't know how to shoot. Yeah, educating so, yourself. Yeah. Like educating yourself is the number one thing and always educating yourself and always knowing that you can get better is like the number one overarching, you know, theme as you, or whatever. And um, I think like, the what like helped me the most was following and like even like social media is so great these days because you can you have inspiration at your fingertips at any given time so you can go on and find your best photographers that you love you study their work and then and then you take that their look and you with your eye mold it into something that you like and then you take their inspiration you take the people's other people's inspirations from all over all over and then you eventually create your own, your own style, your own vibe, your own, your own eye. And then that just kind of builds into your shooting and your workflow every day. So I think studying other people's work and studying just like photography and where it's come from and what the, what the capabilities and opportunities are with it. I think that's like a great place to start. Dude, that's awesome. That's kind of the best way to, you know, step up and continue the grind and and like moving out of your hometown is like huge. I mean, unless like you were born in like Huntington Beach, California, or like Truckee, California, or like some crazy like town or city. I don't know. I came from like a really small town and I'm just really happy that I got out of it. And I think it was like the biggest thing ever for me was to just like get out of my comfort zone in my home and just like wing it. And just like living Comfort's out of my the worst car, enemy. Like, yeah like straight up though like I think just like living out of my car and like moving and trying to figure out like what I'm doing and and like every day not knowing what I'm doing and just like kind of over time that just like fall taking its own course and just like going for the ride and like not knowing where your next meal is going to come from not knowing where your next check is going to come from not knowing any of that just like it'll make you I don't know stronger and more and like smarter and situations moving forward and just like being able to pro fully provide for yourself and just like thrive off that i think that's like huge and being like happy in that time it's like super like critical for your growth in the long term of course yeah i mean it, it really puts you in that fight or flight mode i mean yeah you know like you've moved like you're you don't live in massachusetts anymore like you've been there like that's huge like just like again just like moving is just and I'm a big advocate for getting out of your hometown. It builds that resilience. It builds up resilience and it builds up strategy and it builds up just like just a strategic way just to go about life. And I think everyone needs to go through that. hundred percent, dude. And now, you know, now you're absolutely crushing. You're traveling around, you know, you're traveling on a regular basis. You know, I wanted to kind of jump ahead to your most recent travel adventure, you know, and you're taking all these gigs. You were just in Aspen shooting for the world champs, correct? Correct. How, how was that? Tell me, tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, so I, I love shooting competitions. I, 
a lot of photographers might not. People might think it's whack, whatever. I am a complete opposite. I love competitions. I think just watching the caliber of athletes that are at these comps is amazing in itself. And it's such a treat to point my camera at them and be there and be a part of it and, 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 and see the vibes and see the energy that's there is like, it's like, I don't know. I love that. Um, but yeah, Aspen was awesome. Um, I was there with the U S uh, snowboard team. I do work for the U S team. I'm trying to get more involved on that side of things just because I do love the events so much. We have such a good team over there with the U S team. My boss, Sarah Brunson, she's so awesome. Uh, we work so, like the whole team just works so well together. And I think there's like a lot of potential there in the future. So like, I'm really trying to like work, work, uh, work super hard and, um, you know, do good stuff for them. And yeah, Aspen was just such a grind. It's, um, you know, all the best riders from all around the world, all in the same place at one time. And I'm shooting the same features for two weeks straight. It gets pretty like groundhog day-ish. Yeah. Feels a little monotonous, I'm sure. Yeah, it gets monotonous. But like like I said, like having a good team and the team that we had, like it made the trip so much better. And you know, it was um because of COVID and everything, we had to get tested every three days. We had to stay in our own little social bubble. We could only like talk to US people and be around US people. It was just Mark Laven and I. Mark Laven's another um, awesome photographer. I'm sure everyone knows him. Snowboarder, mad guy. I roomed with him, and between Sarah, him, and I, like we just had. I had a great time. I, I, I'm I'm hoping they felt the same way. But um, yeah, I, I had a great time, and we our team crushed it. And yeah, again, I I love comps. I think comps are great, and any photographer, especially coming into the into the scene, should definitely try to um, even go sit in the sidelines of those things and just bring your camera, like if you have a long lens, you can, you can, you can capture that from the side for sure. (laughs) I mean, no doubt. It sounds definitely like quite the experience and I'm sure, you know, obviously you enjoyed it you said that you enjoy shooting contests, but what other aspects do you enjoy shooting, whether it be, you know, backcountry, street, park, et cetera. Yeah. So I don't, so I love all of, I I would want to shoot more in the streets. I want to shoot more in the backcountry. I end up shooting a lot of park stuff because of the work that I pretty much have. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's not work. I love, I love going out there every day, no matter what. Um, So I just tend to shoot park a lot more because uh, that's pretty much where where the work is, but for like backcountry, like I need a sled and like that not having a sled in Truckee is like my biggest downfall and my and like my work suffers because of it because I can't get out there with like the people that I want to get out there with so like I would love to shoot backcountry more and then for the streets I I went on a street trip a street trip a couple times this winter nothing really lined up too well I got a couple good shots um and like I, I do go out on the streets and I love shooting street snowboarding gotta do it more but I guess like my heart's at my heart's in the park right now, but I'm like, you know, I want to get out there in the street. I want to get out there in the back country, any chance I can get, you know? So it's a mixture of everything. I love it all, but just right now it's just like, I'm definitely more park oriented. I mean, dude, I, I, I fall into that category as well. You know, like the park, especially living here in Tahoe, like 
yeah it's, it's so easy so, it's, accessible it's so easily right accessible and yeah, yeah it's right at your fingertips so like you know backcountry's there but as you said like if you don't have a sled it's you know it it's definitely tough. it definitely becomes tough and and i'm not gonna lie street in tahoe is, is pretty blown out yeah, so I think it might just be like a phase at this point. It's just like the phase right now is park. And then my next phase might be I might just be shooting streets for an entire winter. Or I might be in the country shooting a whole project for an entire winter in the backcountry. So it's like it can go it can go either way and in any direction at any time. But just for now, yeah, it's just park because of where we're at. And the park's amazing. Woodward Tahoe is amazing. I love those guys. That's like you know that place is really very very special to me and i'm gonna try to at least be there as much as i can to help them out because they help me out so um so yeah so yeah and hopefully you'll be able to shoot more street uh and you know backcountry and whatever you want in the upcoming season so that's oh, cool that, sure. you, that you enjoy all aspects yeah i mean my the street crew that i have too like i go out on the streets with the signal team a lot signal snowboards team and kyle mack and a couple of those boys and they're awesome and they're super motivated out there and it's awesome working but sometimes in the streets it's tough because things don't line up and then you can go days and days and days without getting it any sort of clip or any sort of photo or anything because of so many different variables so that is a huge dedication and i have so much respect for people and crews that are just out in the streets like that's incredible and i mean maybe one day maybe one phase later but yeah well thankfully you know you have nate as a duo you two tag team together and get some right killer on. shots of all around well so. he, he he goes to vermont and films without me so <laughs> <laughs> all right buddy <laughs> do you have a particular camera brand that you like to use yeah so i shoot with nikon from day one I've never even thought about changing. I just love Nikon. I know how to work the cameras. I've studied them. Like, apparently not enough because Mark Laven was telling me all these secrets to my camera that I actually didn't know about. So thanks, Mark Laven. Shout out. But no, Nik Nikon all day. And then I use all Nikon glass. So all my lenses are Nikon. That's another big thing. I think the glass in your lenses are like the most important aspect you can use any camera but you just have to have sharp really nice glass which sucks because all the nice glasses and all the nice lens is usually um you know native to the camera and they're expensive so like canon will have canon lenses um you know nikon will have nikon lenses so on and um you know that's very very important um i mean nate knows like my strobe, I have really, my strobes don't work. So my, I'm always having issues with strobes and lighting. I'm sure that's constant with like other photographers too, but like the strobe life has been really weak lately. I did. I certainly know the, uh, the hardships that come along with that. I know you enjoy shooting co uh, competitions, but I'm not sure if our listeners know that there are photo contests as well. Um, photo contest. So, yes. Yeah. So you recently took first place in a photo contest. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit more about this. Yeah. So there's a, so for my fellow photographers out there, there's a bunch of competitions, photo comps all year long that you can submit 
your work from the last like four years or something too. And you could win cash prizes. You can win new gear. You can win exposure. You could win partnerships. You could win a whole bunch of stuff. And this was my first success in one of these competitions. However, I think there's a lot of opportunity in that. And for anybody that's coming into the industry and wants to get their work, um, you know, viewed at a, by a wide, a wider audience and have a chance to like win something, I would definitely look for photo comps because just look online photo comps. Like, like there's a lot of them. Um, but yeah, I just won this uh, photo comp through pitched industries. So I just, out of like thousands of, uh, thousands of submissions, I randomly won with Tim Humphreys shot from a fountain of youth trip last year, which was awesome. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, that was like my favorite photo I think I've ever taken. Um, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, the beautiful shot from above, know exactly what you're talking about the baby blue water with the snow yeah baby blue water <laughs> the snow yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah that photo like i love that photo so much and i tried to like submit it to as many different places as i could because i'm like look this is something that i'm stoked on and i'm very rarely like very very rarely stoked on a photo of mine like i'm always critiquing my stuff because i look for like perfect photos and i know that's probably not the smartest or best way but that's just how i do it and that's what i look for and to me like that was like as close to perfect as i as i could get at the time and i think that just goes a long way so i was trying to submit it to a bunch of different places try to submit it to red bull um try to submit it to a couple magazines but then i submitted the pitch and they kind of took it and ran with it and I got all this recognition for it and they gave me and I won like a cash prize and I have to actually do a podcast like this with them um, before the next competition and um, uh, kind of just go over everything. And I think that's awesome. And I think, yeah, a, a bunch of, I, I think photographers on their way up should, uh, should definitely take advantage of competitions like that because that those are huge opportunities. And now I have to, now my work's presented in front of like other photographers that are in the scene and other people that might not have seen my work before. And I think that's like the, another number one goal that you should be setting to yourself is just getting your work in front of as many people as you possibly can. Dude, no doubt. And congratulations for taking the gold. That's really sick. Hey, congratulations. It's, yeah, it's not definitely, definitely not a gold, but you got gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get a gold one day, but <laughs> not yet. That's, that's just a, a win, I guess. A definitely win. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, on that note, you know, being the top dog tends to lead to some sponsorships. Speak to speak to me about some of the companies that support you. So number one's company, always got to shout them out, Woodward Tahoe. Yep. They just, they're, they're the best. I mean, they're, they're pretty much my first, the first people that took a, took a shot with me um, and they still support me till this day. Um, so Woodward Tahoe, the best. Um, then I mean, six eight six just started hooking me up. Pat McCarthy over there, uh, such a boss. So six eight six just started giving me some outerwear. Um, boards are all over the place. I mean, 
I'm on a Rome board right now because I love the board. Yes, and, sir. you know, they're the best. Vermont bound. But, um, you know, I'm on a Rome. I do a lot of work for Signal. Um, Academy Snowboards, too, supports me. Like, uh, boards just, like, kind of come and go. Um, I do projects one-off for these companies. And, like, you know, I think that's a main goal of mine is to get like a contract with a board company that pays me to work with their team and to travel with their team. Like that's definitely a future goal of mine. Um, but for now I mean, I'm getting boards. Candy grind hooks me up uh, with glove. They have the best gloves in the game, in my opinion. Um, who am I forgetting? Nanocraft, dynamize coffee. Yeah. Um, Dynamize is awesome. They're at a they're at a Huntington Beach, I'm pretty sure, or down in that SoCal area. You guys should check them out if you guys are down there. Um, who else? Oh, Mike, dude, you 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 told me recently about this collaboration with this lens rental company. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Break this down for me. Yeah, right, so so <laughs> I did some work with this company called BorrowLenses.com. Huge. This, is, this company is awesome. There is actually such a great idea, especially for action sports photographers, because I can't afford a $10,000 400mm prime lens. Like, I just can't. Um, it's insane. I, I, don't, I don't make enough money, and I, I just can't afford it. However, I can rent it for, like, 150 bucks a week um, from borrowlenses.com. And they send it to you right to the spot you need and you use it for two weeks or whatever. And you put it back in the UPS. They, they give you a shipping label. Boom. Done deal. So I was like, well, I definitely need a lens. Like I wanted to try out a 400 millimeter lens. I've never used one before. I always see these big dog photographers at competitions and contests using these giant lenses. And I'm like, I want to be that guy. How do I make this happen? Checking on their website. You know, I'm like, I might as well just try to do some work for them because I'm going to have to use their services again. If, you know, I'm going to love this lens. I already know it. So I'm going to want to use this lens anytime I go to one of these contests. So I broke it. I like tried finding their marketing contact, went on LinkedIn, searched the web, blah, 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 blah. Try to find anything I could find marketing wise borrowlenses.com found some some sort of contact emailed them connected with them they gave me the right contact to uh to contact so and ended up going through like some agency uh that works with borrow lenses blah 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 blah. boom send them my pitch <laughs> finally at the end of that send them my pitch on why they should work with me for two weeks when i'm shooting in the in aspen for the world championships um they next morning reach back to me super into the idea. So they're like, we're stoked. That sounds awesome. Let's make this happen. So they let me borrow this lens for two weeks and I essentially just used the lens and I built out this like blog style photo recap review, six page visual presentation for them. Um, that I gave over to them, just like pretty much breaking down the lens through a first time user, through somebody that's out there shooting every day with it, 
through weather, through, you know, yada, yada, yada. What I like about the lens, what I didn't like about the lens, tips on how to go about using this lens if you never used it before, because there was a bunch of things that I didn't even know about. And I didn't even like, I didn't even rent like a monopod or anything, which is like a, a huge mistake because the lens weighs like 15 pounds. And that's just the lens. So like, plus my camera and like holding that around, like you might think, oh, it's only 15 pounds. But no, if you're holding 15 pounds around your neck all day long, running around sprinting from spot to spot, trying to not miss anything like that, your back starts hurting. It's, it's a pain. So it's like a monopod would have been useful, would have been smart, kind of blew that. But, you know, I broke that all down, broke it all down for them. And just gave them something they can just, I don't know, give to people or put on their website. They have a blog and everything. So they seem pretty stoked. And yeah, so I just kind of, that's kind of how I work things. A lot of times I just have ideas and, and, and I just try to see if there's any opportunity there and it might, and you might as and you might strike out like nine times out of 10, you might hit up companies and they're not down to work with you. But like that one that does, you know, that, that goes a long way. And like, who knows what that can turn into. So shooters are going to shoot. Yeah. Shooters are going to shoot. And like, <laughs> who knows what like borrow lenses will like turn into for me. And like, you know, if I crush it on this project with them, hopefully they'll look for more work from me or just will like maybe have a project that they, that they create and like reach out to me about or like anything. I just want to build, I just want to start building relationships up. So like, you know, in like 15 years and I'm still doing this or, or wherever it goes, like I have these built relationships and I, and I started these like years ago and I started building these things. So like they might not be financially, you know, appetizing right now and there might not have been any money, but like they gave me like a lens for two weeks for free and that, that pays for itself for me. It helps me out. And, you know, in the long run, I think that could build into something financially feasible. And like, I don't think, I think, I don't think photographers should sell themselves short, but I think if it's a mutual relationship and it could be beneficial for both sides of it, it's like, you should definitely be willing to work for not as much as like you typically do. Like, you don't think you should have one like base, like, um, you know, base rate that you stick to. And like, that's what you cost. Like you're, you're turning down so many opportunities. It's like, I think building relationships is awesome. And I hope this like, yeah, this borrow lens thing, like I hope this, I hope that works out in the long run for sure. That'd be dope. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's such a sick company, you know, giving, giving opportunity to kind of up and comer photographers who don't have, you know, the means to purchase new equipment. Yeah. Now it isn't, I don't know. I really need Nike on board. (laughs) (laughs) Well, dude, I want to jump back to kind of your own photography. Um, You know, I was curious, you know, whose work has influenced you the most or, you know, rather uh, whose work do you admire? Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's so many great photographers in snowboarding and I mean, in general, I'm just going to stick to snowboarding. Cause I mean, there's so many photographers that I look up to and, and, and study their work and inspired by them on a daily basis. But I don't know, like a couple right now that I'm super into um, clearly, um, I mean, Aaron Blatt is the man. He crushes it. He gets, heck, he has got the best gigs. Like he, he gets all the best projects because he's been grinding and he's a hustler. Um, he's been doing this for so long. And I don't know, I, I just have so much respect for that guy. And I 
you know, he's a huge inspiration uh, for me. Um, Peter Cirilli in Vermont. Love that kid. Kid crushes it. He was actually the first. So I met him at Super Park 21. And uh, he like helped me fully. Like he was the first one to help me out and shoot photos. Like I didn't know anything about snowboarding photography at all. And he was sitting next to me, like helping me out, letting me use his like strobes and whatnot. Like he was, dude, he, he's a good, he's a good human. I really back Peter Cirilli. So if you guys don't know Peter Cirilli, definitely check him out. Um, definitely shout he, out to Peter. He's, he's definitely an all around good dude, but also yeah, that dude's great. Some really incredible photos. Um, yeah. And he's like another one. He gets it. Like he's, he submits his work to comp, like uh, photo comps and whatnot. And he's had a bunch of success in that. And his like uh, Red Bull loom stuff has like gone. He's like made the semifinals. He's been published in like a couple of Red Bull photo books and whatnot. Like he's definitely like that big inspiration, you know, big, uh, great work. Um, another, I mean, Eric Hoffman, dude, he's another one. I just, his work's amazing. Such a great human. So inspirational to me. Matt, uh, Matt George's, I'm not sure if that's his last name. Uh, Vans. He runs like Vans photo. He's a, the Vans photo director. His work is, he's, he's got, he's got my favorite work for sure. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen his stuff, but a lot of uh, Vans projects, if it's not coming from Ollie is, is coming from him. And um, yeah, he's uh He's great. I'm actually looking at his curator magazine. Uh, he's got a whole write up in it and it's just, it's amazing. His work is like no other. And he uses like the craziest different cameras, all these film, different cameras. And like, I just pretty much shoot digital. I have nothing. I just have never dove into film, but I have so much respect for people that shoot film and snowboarding. Like that is just, that's un unbelievable. Cause like, I'm so worried about getting the shot these dudes are out here with a film camera shooting, not knowing that they got the shot and just like knowing they got the shot. Like that's insane to me, but um, yeah, who else, man? There's so many good photographers out there. I mean, I'm sure I'm just like not hitting any of them that I wanted to, but, but yeah, Pierce really, Eric Hoffman, Aaron Blatt. Those are the guys, dude. Those are my top three, if you will, right now. <laughs> I will add Blotto to that list. Oh my God, Blotto. Yeah, like, come on. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many. It's like disrespectful to not say Blotto in that <laughs> sentence, but like, Blotto, of course, top of that, top of that line, you know? What a great guy. Like, I just met him this, uh, this past, this past winter or like last fall. And oh my God, I love that guy. He's such a great human. And like, that's the thing. And like, he is still so stoked to be shooting snowboarding and he's been doing it for how long like that is just my dream like, to be like blotto is like that's the ultimate goal dude no doubt you know and you're on a pretty pretty tight schedule you grind often you're kind of running around non-stop um i do want to just jump and talk about health sense you know i know you're a pretty healthy individual mm -hmm. creating new habits can definitely be a difficult task but um you have any health tips for the listeners for us you know it could be mental or physical um yeah drink veggie juice number one <laughs> consume as much vegetables <laughs> suja uber greens okay. go to the store easy and suja doesn't even, suja doesn't even pay me to say that 
they, it's just true. Like oh, if you man. drink that stuff, it'll just make, it, it just makes you feel amazing. And so what I do usually I'm uh, I drink like keto coffee. I'm by no means keto. I've tried keto before, not for me by any means. However, I do like, um, I do try to fast, uh, intermittent fasting every day. And I try not to eat, um, until the evening. So I'll just drink my fatty coffee with MCT oil and, and grass fed butter in it, drink that throughout the day. And then pretty much if I get hungry, which I usually don't, I just drink veggie juice and just load up on water throughout the whole day and then eat like one fat meal, um, every night that has like your carbs, your, your fats, your vegetables, um, your nutrients, you know, the ba- the most basic, whatever meal you want and pretty much stick to that. And like, it's not that hard to be healthy and it's not that like crazy to not eat junk food. Like you, you don't need to eat junk food. You can eat some yogurt and some fruit that supplements your sweet tooth or whatever, you know, like you can eat healthy and still be snacking and still be eating like normal. And it doesn't really take that much like difference throughout your day. Um, the coffee thing is a little gnarly for people because people aren't used to like seeing like oil in their coffee, which tends to happen and people get kind of grossed out by it. But I mean, I've made the coffee for my mom and my mom says best cup of coffee she's ever had. So (laughs) it's definitely, yeah, it's worth (laughs) trying. And like, it could do a lot for you. Like I've never felt better when I'm in a good, healthy cycle it's clearly tough on the road. I'm not drinking my coffee like that. I, I'm not bringing a blender around with me everywhere. Like some people do shout out Casey. His kid brings blenders around everywhere he goes to make yep. his coffee in the morning. But like, I don't do that. But like when I do get into that, um, into that groove of like making coffee every morning, fasting every day, eating at night, like I, I end up like my mind is so much clearer. My thoughts are so much clearer. My work is just so much better. I'm so much busier and I'm so much I'm, I'm getting so much more reward reward out of my work and I'm like piecing things together that I wouldn't and I'm connecting them I'm just like hustling like flow state fully like and that's when I'm eating healthy and like when I start like I don't know eating things I shouldn't or not even shouldn't just when I'm just like not caring about what I'm eating like that's just when I get lazier and I get more foggy and I'm, and I'm I don't know where where my work's going, I get into like weird photo photographers block. I, I, you know, it's just like things. I just like, I try to stay as healthy as I possibly can. And if the people around me are healthy, then my life's better because then everyone around me feels the way I do. So it's like, Oh my God, we can, we can do anything. So it's like when I'm on street trips and I'm on trips with like a bunch of snowboarders that are like eating like snowboarders, like, like snowboarders, you know, <laughs> like, uh, I try to at least like introduce like some sort of health to their diets and like force them to drink veggie juice or something like that. <laughs> Love it. Hey, health health awesome. is wealth. Health is wealth, man. Yeah, Straight up. That is the real reward right there. Dude. It's a fact. Like health goes a long way and I want to be doing this for, you know, I want to be doing this forever. So it's like, I got to stay healthy and I got to stay up on that. Oh yeah. And so speaking of rewards, what would you say like the most rewarding thing from your photography is to yourself? Yeah. So I just love creating things. Like 
I love create like having a an idea and making that idea happen. And I think like snowboarding and photography are a great catalyst to that reward. Like just being able to create something from nothing is like so spectacular to me. And I think like snowboard like, to me, just like snowboarding, that's just that's just how I express myself. Um, and so I just think, yeah, like when you and your best friends can get together and create something that, you know, you thought of that you've dreamed about that you've seen somewhere else that you wanted to do like anything like that, just creating is just, it's just beautiful to me. And I, and I think, yeah, that's just the most rewarding aspect of it. Just like being able to create something and have people be influenced by what you create and have people stoked on something that you created to even have them go then and create something themselves. Like that's like the ultimate goal. And I think that's like so special that like photography allows like photographers to kind of, you know, express. That's amazing. Cause like snowboarding, I mean, I, like that's like the same way I feel like I feel with it. And so like to yeah. intertwine the two is like amazing. Oh my God. It's amazing. Passion. It's such an, it's such an art. Like, and I'm so grateful for that art to just like be steady in my life. Like, the snowboarding aspect of it is like so artistic to me. And I think like the way I encapture snowboarding, like the fact that people like it is like, that's also is like so rewarding. Just like the fact that other people are like stoked and like, wow, like that's a cool, you know, that's a cool way to show, you know, a pipe slash or something like something so basic. But like, to me, it's like, I think that's, that's a, that's a piece of art and like, it should be, it should be, you know taken that way and it's not just a pipe slash to me it's like you know that goes way beyond that and yeah it's just, it's beautiful yeah just that overall expression i love shooting like tight expressions too like on people's like on writers faces and whatnot i think that's so funny like when i'm editing and just like <laughs> see like nate's face like going crazy Dude, when done. he's doing like a hand plant and his tongue's like sticking out and his cheeks are all puffy and like he's just like absolutely just like in the moment like that that goes so far i like, guess so, so awesome, yeah in the zone fully. oh man i want to see make, those <laughs> i make some of the weirdest faces i have so, i've seen a I know, couple i should make a, I should make a compilation <laughs> please do it oh my god love it so on the flip side of everything, what would you say you find the most difficult within the industry? So, yeah. So the, in, I mean, snowboard industry is tough, like very few and far in between or whatever that saying is. It's like, no, it, I mean, it's very hard to make a living out of it. Like there's not a lot of money in snowboarding right now, which is crazy. And hopefully that turns around because there used to be a lot of money in it. I heard there's like a 10 year window reverse thing that happens every 10 years. Snowboarding becomes there's money gets put into it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I just think the most difficult thing about snowboarding is like breaking into it and then like being able to make a living in it. And it's just because like sponsors don't have enough money to be paying the riders to be paying you know, their relationships, their, their, their in-house people, their freelancers, their freelance photographers, their filmers, their content people, their, their writers, their, you know, there's so much that goes into it. So like the money gets kind of drowned out. So like you can see people, you know, doing real estate photography and making six figures or something. And then you're over here 
kind of struggling, but like you remember you're getting by just, you know, shooting the photos and, and snowboarding. But like, if you can mix the two, I think you can kind of figure that out a, a balance a little better, but I think it's just difficult to like make a full living in it. But I think you, anything is possible, whatever you want, you can do. So to me, I'm gonna, I'm, I want to stay in snowboarding. I want to shoot snowboarding. I don't want to shoot real estate. So that just makes me grind a million times harder in snowboarding because that's just what I want to do. Yeah, so I think just like, want. it's just hard. Yeah. It's just hard to like, the money is just not, never there. It's not there as much as you want it to be. Um, Cause like board companies and whatnot, like they think like giving a board away or something is like, is that good enough? And like, it's not like, we got to pay rent. I got to pay car bills. I got to pay bill. I, I have all these bills, student loans, et cetera. Like I have all this stuff to pay for. And it's like a board isn't really going to help me. Like it is for, to an extent, but like, and I could sell it, but I don't know. It's just like, it's tough to like figure your relationships out and like dial in like where you're getting your money and where you can get gear for free. Because like, I don't know, Nate, you probably have something to say about this too. Like companies try to give you gear as like a means of payment, but you really just need a payment. Yeah. I mean, that's true, you know, and it's definitely hard to kind of like find that right balance. But I think, you know, the majority of the people in the snowboard industry kind of do it for the passion and the love of the sport opposed from, you know, the finances that come, come along with it. No, for sure. But I think like, that's just like the most difficult thing because it's like, I want to be doing it because I love doing it. I'm trying to make a living in it. So I'm trying to get paid in it. So it's like, you know, it's crossing your love, you know, never mix your love and work or whatever, like, or do, and it's going to be the best thing ever. Like, I don't know. No, that's amazing. You know, and you know, you got to do the things you love is the biggest thing. No, hundred percent. I mean, then you get, and it's cliche to say, but then you'll never work a day in your life, but it's true. <laughs> no, it's true. Like I'll be working like every single day till 3 a.m., wake up at six, do it again for weeks and weeks straight. And I am, I might get burnt out a little bit, but there's not one second that goes by where I'm like, Oh, you're never regretting this again. Yeah. Like I'm never not stoked on it. Like, so like that is like, so like, that's a huge reward. Like that's so rewarding too. Like that's, that's huge. Like, so, so thankful for that. So speaking into those like grueling nights, what would you say goes into your creative process when you're like creating an image or going so, into it? Yeah. So like how I approach like a, sh- like a shoot, I suppose for like a day. So say I'm going to go out and shoot the park. Like I try not to, I, I get like the shot, I get the stock and standard shots like right away. I try to get like all the stuff I need to deliver to whoever I'm working for out of the way and then I can like focus on like personal art stuff and I just think like I kind of just go with the flow of the day and kind of let the writers decide like where my creativity is going to go like it's really on the writer and where their style and where their tricks and what they're doing like where all that goes throughout the day is kind of where my workflow goes and where my creativeness goes so like I don't know for example like Nate yesterday we're shooting frontside hand plants. So frontside hand plants, pretty basic trick. Um, but it depends on how, you know, how stylish his plant is, how, how, uh, 
like vertical or horizontal his legs are, how straight like his legs are, how I can incorporate those straight legs into movement, you know, like it, and I shoot it over and over again. There's like, you know, he did it 10 plus times. So now I have 10 different angles and 10 different shots to work with to create something of a front side plan. So it kind of just goes like where the rider goes and what the rider wants to do. And then pretty much I, I, I capture the images and then I, sh you know, I shoot a couple of them overexposed. I shoot a couple of them underexposed. I shoot a couple of them perfect like, and like properly exposed. And I shoot some of them, you know, just like uh, abstract, something completely different, their shadow, uh, you know, I try to get some motion. I, I try to just at least change it up throughout the, all the shots so I can have a variety to go back to and kind of work from. So then like when I get to my post, when I get into uh, my, uh, you know, my editing software and, and whatnot, um, I, I, have a, I have a variety to go through and I can kind of just like then look at everything and kind of just let my creative side just kind of take control and it kind of just like makes itself up as it goes um but again it's like whatever happened during that session like and with the writer like that's pretty much where it'll go once i'm editing uh, i don't know about and, no, no, and it, it, it shows i mean that the process your process works because i mean you have creative shots from all aspects which is shown how amazing your photography like is you know what i mean like thank you it's not just one style it's yeah and, like that's, and that's what i'm trying to show is like you can shoot the same thing over and over again and it doesn't need to be the same shot like you can shoot something so completely different in so many different ways it's just a matter of interpreting it trying to interpret it in any one of those different ways so I just want, I want to like encourage photographers and whatnot, especially in snowboarding to just like, I don't know, just like, just because it's a down bar or just because it's a quarter pipe doesn't mean it's just a quarter pipe or a down bar. Like you think of something and create something and you know, that goes, you know, that goes far and that, that like that resonates with people and that just like continues to grow the sport and not just like photography, but just like it helps just grow the sport and gets people, gets people inspired and gets people like thinking outside the box and like doing new things. Adding and, that spice. Yeah. And I think that's super important. And then, so overall, what would you say your overall favorite photo is? I know you've shot some amazing writers and everything, but which one would you say is your overall most proud photo? I'm definitely most proud of, I think that Tim Humphrey shot or any, any shot I've shot at the fountain of youth, just because it's a 20 mile hike you it's a four-day camping trip you have to work you get you gotta work hard to get there it's not just for the faint of heart like you're in the blister blistering sun in the summer hiking with 50 hopefully not 50 pounds in your back but i have my camera gear and everything plus ca plus camping gear plus you know everything so i have like 50 pounds on my back 20 miles like it's it's a trek and it's and it's like it's an awesome adventure and it's just such just so rewarding and like once i get up there and you're shooting it's like this is the greatest time and i just like that like the, all those shots just are so special to me um and like any so like any shot i've shot of skylar gallardo up there like or his or his or his pops chris like any one of those photos the tim Humphrey shot like all that stuff like those are my favorite photos it's so unique too, like snowboarding on water. There's a crystal clear blue, like glacier water. It's just so unique to me. And I, I, I love those shots. 
Yeah, for I mean, listeners, if you haven't seen those shots, you definitely need to go check those out because they're like beautiful. Thank you, thank you, and yeah, and like, and again, any shot I've shot with Nate, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so stylish, you know. Dude, we, I swear, there's gonna be a shot coming out that we just shot in the pipe yesterday. One of my favorite shots, Nate. Really? One of my favorite shots. Yeah, right, there we go. I'm stoked to see it. Yeah, I'm not sure when it's coming out, but it's gonna come out. <laughs> <laughs> so, what kind of software do you use for your ed- any of your editing? Um, so I use when I edit, I use all Adobe products. So I use Adobe Lightroom and Adobe Photoshop. Um, I yeah, I mean, I know people that use Adobe Bridge. I haven't got, I haven't dove into Bridge yet, and I heard that's very. Um, it's very helpful and I do need to start looking into using bridge, but for now, yeah, it's just Adobe Lightroom and Adobe Photoshop and Adobe Premiere when I, when I shoot video Um, and like how it kind of flows. I use Lightroom primarily. And then I don't know if you guys have seen like art boards that I create or or anything like that, but all those are built in Photoshop. So I use Photoshop for like those type of galleries and whatnot uh, on social but primarily just like lightroom for my photo editing and then adobe premiere for video editing and then photoshop to like get weird with it and make like art boards and whatnot can't go wrong with those yeah like right top i mean tier right there i mean yeah it's the best they're expensive but um i think it's definitely like super critical to have if you're gonna make a career out of photography like definitely need Definitely, definitely need some good editing software. Hey, get what you pay for. Oh, for sure. So I also know you've been able to travel a bit. Um, what are some of your travel aspirations? And do you have any favorite places that you've traveled to? Yeah, cool question. Um, so um, I re- so like my, main, my main goal in the next couple of years um, is clearly going to the Olympics. Uh, I really want to go shoot the Olympics. I think I could do a really great job. I think it would be such a great experience. I think I really just want to go shoot the Philly Olympics and for the U.S. team. Um, hopefully that'll happen. It's a very hard bid to get, especially with COVID. Um, but that's definitely a future goal of mine is to go uh, to the Olympics next year. And if it doesn't happen next year, in four years or in two years from then. Um, but yeah, so the Olympics are a big goal of mine. I want to go shoe in Europe um, and like Switzerland and all, like all those parks out there. Like I need to go shoot over there. I will go shoot over there. It's only a matter of time. So I just can't wait to go shoot in Europe. Um, all amazing photographers over there too. Like so many great, uh, great inspirations come from over there. Like, Holy moly. So I just like, I want to go over there and shoot. I think that would be a great experience. Um, Hood. I love going to Hood. Hood's my favorite place to go every year. Hood spring or spring, summer, Hood, June, June at Hood. Oh my gosh. There's nowhere, nowhere I'd I'd rather be. Um, So I can't wait for that this year. (laughs) Dude, up there is amazing. And I highly suggest anybody having the opportunity to go ride at hood in the spring, please go because it's just so needed for your life. It's so sick up there. Even like camping out there, like Trillium Lake and just like being around everybody and all your friends, like 
it's just such a good time every year. And it's like, and like you also like make trips to the coast, like when the, when the parks close and like rebuilding, like, so you get like all week on the mountain and then you all go, all go to the coast and you can like park your cars like on the beach, um, in this place. And uh, I forgot what it's called. Um, but up in Oregon, on the Oregon coastline, there's like a, uh, there's a highway on the beach and you can just park your car and camp there on the beach overnight. And it's like, you just go there the weekends and then you go back to the mountain during the week. And it's like the best, it's like the best schedule ever. And it's just so sick over up there. So I can't wait to go back there. Um, and then I'm going to mammoth in May for a couple of weeks. So there's a bunch of stuff coming up. Um, so it's like my favorite time, time of year is like spring riding is the best. I always like stack so much during the spring. So, um, yeah, spring is just going to be so much fun. Yeah, no doubt. That sounds pretty incredible. And hopefully, you know, you, you will be able to shoot the Olympics one day. Um, no, one day. I'm hoping. Yeah. One day it'll happen. <laughs> We're all rooting for you. Yeah. Um, so it will happen. Yeah. And I, you know, of course you have traveled quite a bit, which, I, I mean, I think anyone would think that's you know, super cool and impressive, but I'm sure, you know, there might be some aspiring photographers who are listening, who might want to uh, be able to do that one day and travel like you do, shoot the people that you do. Um, so what advice would you give to any of those aspiring photographers who may be listening? Yeah. So I think the number one thing, like I said before, is to use your camera as much as you humanly can and study other people's work that you look up to and that you get stoked on. I think that's a, the number one place to start is to study and go use your camera. And then like, once you start using your camera more and once you start kind of knowing how cameras work and, and what you can produce, how, how to work focus, how to, how to edit, how to, you know, export because exporting is huge. Um, you know, how to do all that type of stuff. Like you can go, like go, so like first snowboard snowboard photography go to the mountain and shoot like you don't need to be afraid to like get in there and like sit on a knuckle like you're gonna have to and like you should you should do that like go sit on a knuckle all day with a fisheye and blast off 100 photos of all the riders at that park and then go find them on instagram and send them all your photos like you can it's today and eight because of social media like it's like the most opportune time to get your name out there and like start doing what you want to do. Like you can go to the park, bring your camera and then within weeks be shooting there every day with these guys and have this whole body of work. And like, I think that is like, and the body of work can be, can be seen by thousands of people because you've given all the writers your body of work and they're all sharing it on their social medias. So you just, by you being there, it's like you're position, positioning yourself so much better, but then not being there. Like you can't, you can't do anything if you're not there. So like my number one thing would just be, just don't be afraid to go shoot, like go to the park and go start shooting with the riders. Like every athlete wants photos. Like no one's going to be bummed. You shot their photo. Like, like the, if that's the only way, like you're going to be able to make it happen is just by going to do it. So like, just embrace it when you're there and just fully like have great energy and just like be open for anything. If, if a writer tells you to get out of their way, get out of their way and just like move to a different, move to a different spot. Like no big deal. Like some writers are, you're, you're going to work with better than others, but I think just like going out there and shooting and not being afraid to shoot, like that's huge because like, I know how like it can get, you can get like psyched out and like, 
especially if there's like really high caliber riders and you don't know, like, like everyone's the same, like just got to understand that like everyone's just a human and we're all great at something. So like be great at that, like, and know that you're great at that. So just go out and do it. And I think that's like my number one, like my number one piece of advice is go shoot. Love it. I mean, yeah, that's some solid advice. And although, you know, there may be occasional times where, you know, you you don't do so well, or you get the door slammed in your face. I mean, I'm sure you've experienced that. I think we've all experienced that in some parts of our own lives, but you can't be afraid to just get back out there and uh, keep trying. So I love it. Yeah. And like, especially when you go back and you're talking to, and then you, you try to get work and you, and you're reaching out to companies and you're not getting anything back. Like, don't let that, don't let that discourage you. Like, just know you have to work harder and just keep working hard. And eventually those people will start responding to you. So don't just like, don't ever give up on yourself, especially when you first start and it doesn't work out. Like just keep doing it. Just, just, just always just keep doing it. So. Sweet. Love it. And you know, now I think it's safe to say that you are primarily a snowboarding photographer, but you know, is that, are there any other aspects that you like to shoot like landscapes, just lifestyle shots in general, or do you mainly just focus on uh, snowboard? I know you mentioned like maybe you've, you've shot surfing before. Is that something you still do or, or kind of tell me about what you're shooting when you're not shooting snowboarding? Yeah. So, I mean, when I'm on trips and, and snowboard trips, I love shooting the full story. I love shooting more than just action. I love shooting behind the scenes mornings you know nights with the with the riders road trip style stuff like i love the story behind everything story behind the action is like is amazing and i love capturing that stuff um surfing skateboarding are my roots that's where photography all started for me always love shooting shooting those sports i love shooting board sports i will i'll shoot anything i'll shoot any sport anything you put in front of me i'll shoot i'm down to shoot um clearly i'm yeah like i want to be shooting snowboarding forever that sounds amazing to me but like that being said who knows in 30 years from now where that's gonna lead and where that's gonna end up and i'm so open to where it's gonna go who i might still be in snowboarding a little bit i might not be i might be fully in snowboarding i might not be so it's like wherever it kind of goes i'm just gonna go with it like i would love to shoot some like i would love to shoot music honestly like I think music photography is really dope when it's created, um, when it's created well and by somebody that's like really into it. Like, I think that stuff is awesome. And I think like being in the music scene, it would be really cool. Um, I would love to direct, um, start directing some stuff, which I'm kind of starting to do. Um, so maybe going the, uh, and like the producing, directing, uh sphere in the future um a lot of a lot of photographers uh i i know have transitioned into doing that type of stuff and i think that just like goes with like what companies need these days and um you know going towards like the agency side of things and creating content for companies uh in like a holistic standpoint or a wholesome standpoint where you're creating video commercial photo stills advertisements like the whole package i think that's really dope and i, I want to go into that eventually so who knows wh- where that'll go um but yeah i love um 
all, you know, all aspects of shooting, um, in just photography in its whole, like I'll shoot whatever. You just, you just tell me what to shoot. <laughs> I love that. You're just, you're, you're down to go with the flow and, you know, yeah. shoot, shoot wherever life takes you. And what's most important, I guess, is that you're, you're enjoying it. So, you know, whether you do move away from uh, snowboarding to start doing like music or whatever the case may be, as long as you're enjoying it and having fun, I think that's what's most important now. Yeah. And like, I would love to just like always be able to surround myself with like really unique and, you know, unique individuals. I think that's just like why I love photography so much is because I get to meet and work with just like such cool people. And I think no matter what it is, no matter what field or what subject I'm shooting, as long as I'm like continuing to like meet really just like new people like then then that's really all I care about sweet yeah of course and I mean I think you know hopefully in the upcoming future I mean I hope that you're able to uh, continue meeting those uh, you know pretty incredible people and just making those connections and so so I guess with that being said do you have any other um, like future goals for photography or otherwise I know we touched on you know one of your big goals is to shoot the Olympics and then of course you know be able to get paid to travel and, you know, take pictures and uh, get content for various teams. But what other, what other kind of goals do you have for photography or I guess in other aspects of your life? Yeah. So I just, I want to be able to influence other people that are like myself or that are unlike me to just like do what they want to do. I think that's the most important piece of life. Like, you have to just live your life and do be, be doing what you want to do always. So if I can influence as many people as I possibly can do that, that's my main goal. And I think like um, I I've done some work with another foundation called chill. Um, I want to kind of create something in the future that I can work with kids that don't have the means to be shooting photos, don't have access to cameras, don't go to mountains usually like I want to just be able to maybe like show them the photography and that like, content like is the way or, or could be a, a, a direction that you choose. So like, I would love to do something with like, um, you know, working with kids and kind of like a foundation type thing, like through myself and just get them to be shooting photos. Like, um, so something like that would be kind of cool in the future that I've been thinking about and trying to work with some people to do, um, I think, yeah, the Olympics is a big goal of mine. I think having like a cover of a magazine would is a goal of mine, even though magazines are kind of going under or whatever you want to say, but like there's going to be magazines and I, I would love to have a cover of one of those. Um, it's actually funny. I've had a cover of a magazine the first year I shot photos at Mount Snow. I've randomly got like Sam magazine. It's some like, it's some like a, snow snowboard industry inside like snow guns and snow cats like it's a magazine for that type of stuff randomly shot a cover of it like first year i ever shot it was so funny that's sick. But, um but, but anyway like so like, having a cover is a goal of mine um being more involved with a magazine would be really is a goal of mine like slush magazine is a new magazine pat bridges is doing i would love to be part of them um, and like what they're doing is really dope or like any magazine like that. Um, but yeah, I just like my main goal in all 
this is just to inspire people to do what they want to do. Like, I think that's so important and I'm so grateful that I get to do what I want to do. And I just want other people to just kind of make that decision and just like go for it because it'll work out. Like if you want it to work out, it's going to work out. Like, and I just, I want people to know that. And if I can just in- inspire people to do that, like I'm, I'm happy. Love it. Absolutely. And I'm sure you are inspiring to, uh, you know, some of our listeners and all of us. And, you know, I'd love to hear that you, you know, hope to hope to give back to the community through like helping kids um, perhaps find their own passions and inspiration in photography. So I definitely think that's really cool. And I guess with that being said, I know that we've been working on a fun raffle giveaway just for our listeners. Uh, And uh, you want to touch on that a little bit and announce like what it is we'll be giving away? Yeah, so we're going to do a photo giveaway of the shot of co-host Nate Houst here. (laughs) (laughs) And we shot this photo at Boreal, like opening day or something. It's this powder shot. Uh, Check it out on Instagram. And yeah, we're going to take donations and we're going to pick a winner or donations to mountain vibes. And we're going to take a, we're just going to pick a random winner next Friday ne- in a week from today. And we'll, we'll ship, I'll ship this frame photo of Nate out to you. And I think it'd be a cool, uh, a cool little piece that we can do together. Totally. Yeah. I respect that. And I may be a little biased, but I do think the photo is really rad. <laughs> framed up nicely. So whoever receives it is definitely going to be stoked. Yeah, already framed up and ready to be hung on your wall. Yep. I do want to add. I don't want to miss it. Yeah, you're not going to want to miss this. (laughs) So the proceeds of this raffle will be going to the Good Vibes nonprofit. You can get your raffle tickets on our website at mountvibes.com forward slash donate. You'll receive one ticket for a dollar, 10 tickets for $5 and 50 tickets for 20. Uh, Again, you know, super rad photo and it is all for a great cause. Uh, Just to reiterate, you know, we will be announcing the winner on our Instagram on friday april 9th so get your entries in get your entries in yeah it's gonna be it's a cool it's a cool photo and i'm just stoked i just want to be able to give give back to you guys for having me on the show in some way or shape or form so like i don't know hopefully we can get a couple people over there and yeah i'm stoked to get this uh photo of you nate on somebody's wall over here i think it's gonna it's be a cool. killer photo it I'm, is it really i'm is. just as stoked uh, you know, speaking of raffles and giveaways, Nate, you were just at our Colorado fundraiser where we did give away and raffle off a ton of stuff to raise money for our nonprofit. So how was that event and meeting some of the Mountain Vibes family? Yeah, so that event was awesome. The Mountain Vibes family as a whole is like really incredible. Great, uh, great group of humans. Um, this was my first Mountain Vibes event. So I was really stoked to have seen the process firsthand. Um, kind of backstory, this, this was our annual fundraiser in Keystone, Colorado. Super awesome turnout. Um, it was great for the nonprofit. A lot of people came by and showed support. And uh, I guess, you know, all in all, it, it was incredible. And I'm, I'm really excited to join in with more events in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully by next season, we'll be able to do more of those fundraising events as well as our uh, ride day events as well. So I'll be stoked to see you there. And then you too, Mike, you know, hopefully you can come out and join us and take a kid snowboarding. That'd be awesome. You let me know when that is and I'll, I'm there. Will do.
So, Mike, dude, just to close it all out, I've got one final question for you. Hit me with what, it. What does your work aim to say? What does my work aim to say? Yes, yes. My work aims to say snowboarding is an art form. And I believe you should be passionate about the work you do and what you produce. And hopefully each one of my photos shows or gives off the vibe that like, this is something that I love to do. And that's that, I think. <laughs> Solid. So Mike Dossie, we want to thank you for coming onto our show. It's always awesome for us as well as our listeners to hear what you're up to. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. And like for all the listeners, uh, if you guys ever have like questions about photography or want to know anything or just need somebody to ask questions about what you think or you don't know what to do and you need help on something or you can't figure out whether or not this is the right decision for you or whatever, always feel free to DM me. Like I, you know, I'm always there. I'm always on my phone and help trying to help out as much as I can. So just feel free to DM me at Mike Dossie. And yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was, it was a pleasure talking and hopefully I uh, gave you a little insight to my life over here in uh, the good state, good state of California. California. Totally. And Mike, you know, the list to the listeners, Mike's a super talented, super humble dude. You know, if you're not following him already, you should definitely check out his page on Instagram at Mike Dossie or hit up his website at MikeDossie.com. Both are stacked with some really incredible photography. So you definitely don't want to miss that. On top of that, we'll be airing episodes on the first and the third Friday of every month. Uh, if anyone would like to reach out, please do so via Instagram at Mountain Vibes or send us an email at info at We always enjoy hearing from you. Thanks again for tuning in. Now be safe, be happy, and go outside. Woo.